0: Yeah, because the so, power supply runs yeah, out of it. So crank. I've ran into this myself where I, I had the volume like cranked on my receiver, all seven channels running, and then it just shut down because you know, I'm like, ah. It's like,
1: help me. Yeah. Is the Fourth of July?
2: Is it now?
1: Oh. And uh, well, I think it's just that's just a, uh, a U.S. holiday. But uh-huh. uh, anyway, everyone puts out their flags and uh, fireworks go off and uh, uh, grilling, a lot of grilling, yeah, mm-hmm. steaks and hot dogs and hamburgers and outdoor parties and beer and all that good stuff that goes along with it. So, yeah, it's a good day, good excuse for families to get together and uh, enjoy this summer.
0: Hmm. Technically, that's where we are right now.
1: Yeah. Outside. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not today, but... Well, today, probably, yeah. Fourth yeah. of July. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. That's oh, yeah, today. Oh, sorry, yeah. Right. Yeah, we're not actually filming this on the Fourth of July. Oh, so yeah. you ruined yeah. the magic. Yeah, I hate to, mm. hate to ruin everyone's fun, but it's yeah. a few days prior to... Mm. Yeah, but we're in the, mood. We're in the spirit of oh, it. Oh, sure. So anyway, we're supposed to talk about uh, a confusing topic on amplifiers, mm-hmm. um, and it's probably more confusing with headphones because you don't really run into it as much with speakers because they kind of give you a watt rating. But with headphones, you don't always get it. And that's the difference between the gain of an amplifier and the power output of the amplifier. And a lot of times they go hand in hand, but a lot of times they don't.
2: Yeah, they can. But especially on portable gear, you see some hardware that really tries to get the most out of the amplifier. So they have a lot of gain, way too much gain. And that pretty much means you can keep turning the volume up, and it'll keep getting louder, but it runs out of power at some point. And you'll get clipping, distortion, all kinds of non-desirable noises. And you see it less on desktop, especially on, like, two-channel. It's pretty uncommon. Usually you have enough power. It's pretty uncommon, other than at very loud volumes to run in the clipping. But it is, unfortunately, a difficult topic to get across. So you see a lot of confusion.
1: Some, sometimes even a an amp that doesn't have, have power but it might have gain. Yeah. Might not clip but um, in other words it, it'll play really loud but it'll sound like it has no bottom end, no balls, hmm. no nothing. You know, so it's got it's putting out the voltage which is gain but it doesn't have the current to back it so I guess I guess technically it might clip but you I I've, I've heard a lot of small amps that don't have a lot of power that sound like small amps because they just they're not really providing power. They're just throwing voltage at the dev- at the load. It depends on how they it's clip. hard to explain. Right, that's the
2: complicated yeah. thing, because sometimes they clip in a nasty way and it sounds awful and really sharp and it sounds like digital basically. Right. And other times they clip really soft and you can barely tell. Well, it's and like two amps, you know. They clip completely differently, right? Yeah, right. But it very much depends on the design. So sometimes when the amp's clipping, you can barely tell it just sounds anemic. Maybe it just is a little light in the bass. Maybe it just gets a little quieter, or maybe it just sounds a little funny or something like that, or you 're missing some part of the music for the most part, but other times it 's super super harsh, and that 's part of the challenge it 's hard to really know the difference it depends on the design of the amplifier
1: and so you really got to look at the wattage rating of the amp to to be able to know if you if you have a headphone it 's backup. If you have a headphone that requires a certain amount of power, and you know it it 's demanding for power. You need to pay attention to the actual wattage rating of the amplifier. Um, a lot of amp manufacturers and headphones don't necessarily give you gain ratings which is expressed in db um, you know i think most of the headphone amps probably run I mean, it depends on the size of the amp they're usually in the teens 14 15 16 db where speaker amps will be in the 20s 25 26 db gain uh, but anyway this is really confusing things because speaker <laughs> amps inherently have a big power supply because they're made to drive 8 ohm loads mm, not
0: always the the one example i could think of where i ran into this problem is in receivers i think they like actually actively don't put big enough power supplies oh yeah Because, like, yeah, if you were driving like seven channels, you got to watch the ratings. It says like 105 watts a channel, right? But when you look into it, that's one channel driven. Yeah, because the power supply runs out of it. So I've ran into this myself where I I had the volume like cranked on my receiver, all seven channels running, and then it just shut down because
2: I'm like, ah. It's like, help me. Yeah. There's actually a lot of complexity here, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because power is a challenging topic as well. You could have an amplifier that's rated at 8 watts, 20 watts, 50 watts, or something, and it sounds, wow, that's impressive. It has plenty of power. However, if you have high-impedance headphones or low-impedance headphones, you get wildly different output from the amplifier Mm -hmm. because really what the amplifier does effectively is make voltage. Whether or not it could drive current into that voltage and as a result deliver power, that's dependent on the design. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I ran into that too with a receiver friend's house. He had some uh, a multi-channel system that was in the house when he bought it, and the speakers were all 4 ohms, and uh, mm-hmm. he was just using whatever receiver he had, and it didn't like that. It kept shutting down at, like, right. medium volumes. So, And we, he's like, I can't figure out what's wrong, Nothing, because sh- it kept saying it's shorted. Yeah, a, lot,
1: a lot of the lower-end receivers are rated for, like, 6 ohms and up. And the reason is because when you go below that, it's yeah. – I mean, a 4-ohm speaker draws at the same volume setting on an amplifier or a receiver – A 4-ohm speaker draws twice as much current as an 8-ohm speaker, and uh, the loudness is a different issue. It depends on the efficiency of the speaker, so you can't can't say that just because a 4-ohm draws more current that it's louder. It's not necessarily the case, it's just it's drawing more current, which means it's drawing more power for the same setting, volume setting. So yeah, impedance matters, and that's like with headphones too. Headphones vary wildly. You could have sixteen ohms, you could have ten ohms. Some of the in ears are what five, six. Yeah, I mean that takes a lot of current to drive mm-hmm. that, and, you know, some power supply to really do it.
2: And usually, you don't see beefy power supplies in headphone amplifiers. That's for a few reasons. A lot of times, they don't want it because if you are driving a headphone that is very sensitive or low impedance. Um, You run an increased risk of damaging it if you have a power supply to be able to drive too much power into it. So it's kind of a safer bet to put an anemic power supply in and just know that the power is going to collapse, know that the voltage is going to drop under load effectively. Um, But what it does mean is sometimes you have the situation where you have a headphone that could be a bit demanding, and you turn the volume up and it gets louder, but then you hit a a dynamic part of the music where it really needs more power. You Big bass rumble or something like that. Everything gets really loud, and the voltage could shoot way down. You could kind of get, you could kind of overload the amplifier. Well, the
1: amp just stalls. It like it doesn't yeah, seem like it it's runs really out. getting any louder. You seem like you perceive like the almost like the it almost likes it gets noisier, right? The loudness get it seems like it's getting louder, right? And it gets it's actually getting noisier because the amp just has no more power to put out. Right. So you're turning up the gain with the volume control, but there's no more power to give out so it stops (laughs) at some point so it sounds it sounds no actually i i would say it sounds noisier
2: that's kind of the good way to put it i suppose it's just basically the more you turn the volume up at some point with an anemic power supply and an amplifier you just get distortion you get more and more distortion and sometimes it's super audible and it's obvious and you turn it down a crack and it goes away other times it slowly fades in which is kind of like the worst part um, because sometimes it's kind of hard to tell what's going on and you keep turning the volume of it, it just gets keep keeps getting louder. So you get the impression you have the power, but you actually don't, unless you hook it up to like an oscilloscope
1: or it's, it's um, kind of like something it, to measure it. It's kind of like plugging like a, a a higher end headphone into a, a laptop. You go up in volume all the way up, and like that's it. It's just it, whatever yeah, yeah. it's doing, that's it. It never really gets loud. That that just shows you don't have enough of anything really. <laughs> you don't have well, not enough holes. gain or yeah. power. Yeah, 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 right. You're out of everything. Yeah, it's you know? a different problem. Yeah,
0: but I guess like especially in like uh like desktop amps or not desktop but like speaker amps the other reason is it costs money to put a bigger power supply in too so especially in like receivers and stuff when you're paying 300 dollars for it they're not spending a lot on yeah i mean if
1: you think about it if you're driving 700 watts a channel times seven it means you need at least 700 watts available from the power supply dc which is, you know, in the fishies and stuff, it being maybe 50%, 60% on a typical amplifier. You need a lot. You're talking right? a 1,500-watt power supply. Right. You yeah. know, and it's like, wow well, <laughs> that's not cheap. That's basically its own box right there. That's that's 35 pounds right there. And you look at
2: the little dinky you know, power cords that they always come with, right? They're, you're not drawing 1500 watts mm-hmm. through that power cord. Yeah, no. Yeah. So usually of, the numbers you see as a consumer can be very misleading, yeah especially on low-cost... Consumer goods like receivers, and um, there's kinds of in, there's issues with that because the trouble is now the expectation from consumers are that a lot of power is cheap because you, for for whatever reason, are marketed these crazy high power ratings on amplifiers, and it's sort of misleading. You not only usually don't need that much power, but um, it really isn't that cheap to do a good job at a lot of power.
0: Yeah, well, uh, the the best example I can think of is macintosh makes like a five channel amp and you see it's like you know humongous and big iron you know yeah and that that that's 120 watts or whatever it's really (laughs) whatever it is yeah
1: it's probably 20 grand that's what it takes yeah yeah it weighs about 100 pounds but yeah i mean that's the point right i mean you, you that you you know you get what you pay for in terms of amplification and power supplies and uh and what they're capable of you really do and it's just the way it works you know you're a lot of the amps now a lot of the newer ones not all of them but a lot of the lower cost ones are running class d power supplies so they can be lightweight Mm -hmm. some of them have external bricks or whatever you want to call them you know tabletop supplies that again are class d and they're switching supplies and they're a lot more efficient those the quality of those varies wildly i mean it just depends on the manufacturer how noisy they are some are really great and some aren't. So, I mean, if they paid, if it's a, it's a well-known brand and they pay t- particular attention, those type of power supplies could be very efficient and effective, and they don't weigh so much. And so you see that built into a lot of the receivers nowadays, I think. And mm-hmm. They're going that way with power.
0: I mean, it's a bit different with headphones. When you only need a couple of watts, you know, it ain't yeah. no big deal. You yeah, you know. kind of have your choice. <laughs> yeah.
1: You can go switching, do a good job of it, or you can go with a linear supply, which means it has a transformer and diodes and so on. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an old-school a lot of people in high end consider that to be a better power supply, a linear, versus switching. But some of the custom-made switching supplies that are in amps nowadays that are made by the amp manufacturer are pretty good. You know, they they really mm-hmm. refine the, the quality of it. It probably could even exceed, excel the the abilities of a linear supply.
2: Well, especially because it seems like the way people implement linears, they kind of just, like, pick a slapdash design off the Internet and slam it in and call it an a day and say, oh, it's a linear. It's perfect. Yeah. And over a narrow region, that's kind of true, but not when you talk about the extremes or when you're overloading the supply. And unfortunately, it still does cost money if you want to overbuild it. Um, So you see sometimes supplies that are way overbuilt on headphone amplifiers, and they could deliver 50 watts or something ridiculous, and they only need two or three. Um, And that could kind of be confusing as well, because sometimes you see this huge power supply on the side of thing, and it's not really necessary, oftentimes, but. Maybe there's some minor benefit from it.
0: Yeah, it's essentially a speaker amp. Yeah, that right. they put a A small chip. speaker yeah, amp. Yeah,
1: right. yeah, the supply is big enough to drive like an ATOM load, but the output devices, there are not enough output devices to do it, so don't do it. But, yeah, where they've over overbuilt the supply yeah. so that the current, it never runs out of current given its load. It never runs out of power given its load, given the volume control, all that. But, you know, but at some point everything will run out of guess <laughs> if you sure. you throw heavy enough load on it. Yep. You know, it'll, it, sooner or later it's just going to run out. But bottom line is that yeah. So the difference between gain and power is kind of like volume, volume versus raw energy Grunt. or current. Yeah, the ability to really drive and deal with dynamics and and go over and beyond. Uh, what it needs to do when musical peaks occur and that's that's a real power supply that's a really low output impedance on the amp you know usually you're going to have multiple output devices uh you know in parallel to help lower that output impedance and drive drive the headphone mm-hmm. uh you know particularly with dynamic headphones where their impedance may vary at mm-hmm. different parts of the frequency response you you don't want the amp varying too you right. want it to be stable rock solid doesn't matter what you plug into it, it's doing its job. And that's the co- sign of a h- very high-quality amplifier.
0: Yeah. Rock stable.
1: Rock stable. Something like that. <laughs> I, I know the, I think the dictionary definition, or at least technical de- definition, of an amplifier is a constant voltage source.
2: Well, they can't be. Yeah,
1: if, into any impedance. But obviously, right, yeah. I remember years ago, we used to talk to some of the amp guys, like uh, Sim Audio and that, and they'd be like, We'd like to make an amplifier that will run into zero ohm load. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, do you mm-hmm. realize you can't do that because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's called infinity. <laughs> you right. need to talk to the Corel about that. Mm-hmm. It's infinite current. No, well, even but, that wasn't but infinite. But would still like to do a zero ohm load. I said, you're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> but maybe half an ohm. <laughs> you know, but that's the idea with these huge audiophile amps you spend fifty or a hundred grand for. Is that they have a power supply that will just wipe out the breaker panel if it needs right. to you know, it's to, unnecessary to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you don't really need it but you know, just the whole house goes down if you really hit a good note and the speakers blow but yeah they're capable of it they have a power supply that can put up 1500 watts or 2000
0: watts or something per channel well it's true it's kind of a safety device having an anema though you can't blow anything up yeah well with headphones <laughs> yeah hardy. and same with speakers yeah. okay it's harder but
2: yeah. now it's kind of a even more difficult to talk about topic is you could have situations where the clipping could damage things because of the amplifier design. And if you have a crossover, it could cause issues.
1: Hmm. Yeah, Yeah. actually with receivers, I've seen back in the day when I worked for Bowers, we've seen a lot on the lower end speakers, they would pop tweeters all the time. And it was always because they they were running receivers that were 50 or 100 watts. Mm. And like you said, you you take them outside, you have a party, you crank this receiver and it's just clipping all the time. And that clipping is a high-frequency harmonic that goes right through the crossover, right to the tweeter. So that square wave, anything that squares off, the tweeter's taking the brunt of it. And tweeter's only good for a couple watts, usually. So it doesn't take much to pop tweeters. Is that
0: why they implemented that uh, active... Uh, whatever they called it in the old BMWs.
1: Yeah, they had a relay. Yeah, because my, my speakers that would, have that. Yeah, it saw it used to, uh, Apoc. I think they called it. It had a name. Apoc, automatic protection. It would. It, yeah, it would. It had. A, it would. It used this thing, a zener diode, as a reference, and it would just, um, if it saw too much voltage coming in the speaker. Yeah. It would use the amps power to power relay and open the speaker, mm-hmm. content, basically disconnected the speaker. Through, right. I don't know what it did to the amp though. I don't know if it threw it into a dummy or just opened it <laughs> oh, i yeah. guess i guess the relay acted like the load it, it ran the coil on the relay but mm. close enough but yeah
0: i, I saw that they, they, they put a little light Yeah, the 800s had it too yeah a little red led, LED on yeah. the bottom of the speaker yeah i saw my right channel one come out one time yeah something there was something wrong with the track in one channel and then yeah it kicked out and i'm like oh yeah they
1: were made not to be not to really ever yeah, come it, on that was after 20 really, years of using it yeah you really would ever see it you know, yeah. Normally when you see it, there's a problem. Like the, the amplifier just went full DC and rail voltage out <laughs> right. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're getting off topic. We're going way overboard. You know, oh, for, yeah. for those who are a little more uh, savvy into this end of it, they know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's the trust. They don't need to watch this video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's true. There's probably very few people left here at the end of this one. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Anyways, yeah. generally the issue is in portable amplifiers where you run out of one and not the other, and then you get trouble. You have extra power, you have extra gain, and the specs say it should be able to do it, but there's always some part of the equation that's missing. Um, a little less common with desktop, except some specific amplifiers that are geared towards special headphones that have weird configurations.
0: Yeah, for the most part, desktop even if a desktop amp doesn't have enough power, you could just have it full volume. Usually you could just crank fun, it and you won't yeah. get a lot of
2: distortion. You won't yeah. get all kinds of weird stuff going on. But in portable, it's common. You crank the volume, it just goes terrible it's all distortion and that's typically because it runs out of power doesn't run out of gain and it keeps trying to amplify it even though it just doesn't have any power to back it so the signal gets all distorted and screwed up
1: yeah and the reason being a portable device is running off of a battery mm. it doesn't yeah. have the wall wallet to draw hundreds of watts out of
2: they try to make it economical and efficient and run in a small portable package for a long duration and well that's the end result
1: Compromises. Someone yeah. should make an amplifier that runs off of these forty volt packs that are coming with the drills and stuff <laughs> Drill I, batteries. I bet they got some juice there. You got forty volts available? Well
2: we've been talking about this for a long time. The energy really is much less of an issue now. Yeah, all yeah, right. Considerably less of an issue. The trouble is it's it's a lot of disciplines to understand to do a really good portable device that also runs off a battery that is exceptional. And it seems to be for whatever reason impractical for someone to actually accomplish this. To have a really phenomenal battery, yeah. You tend in to have, have some
1: things done well, and then other and things, others are, not so yeah. Much. You specialize, yeah. you in right, one understanding
2: one, or another. Yeah. one thing. Or well, another.
1: usually I think because that stuff's targeting the lower the price points. Well, yeah, yeah. Two hundred dollars, Home Depot, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know. yeah,
2: right, right, or Amazon, yeah, right. Yeah. But you could do a pretty good job today, especially, and it's a little disappointing that nobody has an amazingly exceptional, uh, high power portable amplifier.
1: It's rare, you know. Aston Kern makes a few um you know and they, obviously they've been doing it a long time so they got it down with beefy batteries and so on yeah uh ifi's got the um the red uh oh diablo diablo yeah which is like a, it's pretty big though right pretty potent yeah, yeah but relatively speaking well to do five six one, yeah. whatever hell it's rated for it's a lot of power that's mm-hmm. crazy for a right. portable amp it's almost too much power right? yeah no. it actually is too much you power. really don't need
0: that it yeah. was, i think that was the first amp where i'm like you actually don't need to put it on high yeah yeah, so, medium gain's yeah. fine
1: because it's got so much, phew, I don't know what kind of battery they got in that thing. Well, even then, it doesn't sound like it's a big, it still doesn't sound like a desktop amp plugged into a wall. Well, no. You yeah. know, it still sounds like it's running off a battery. Yeah. But they got, a, obviously, they got a pretty good amount of voltage in that uh, in that thing to be able to put out that kind of lots, yeah. Uh into a load. Anyway, we've gone over topic. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. Hopefully, off topic, hopefully everyone's kind of. From all our gibberish, has kind of figured out the difference between gain and mm-hmm. power. Maybe. I don't know. It might be more confusing, though. It could be. It's voltage level versus power.
2: <laughs> How much drive is behind that voltage.
1: Yeah. On that note, everyone, happy Fourth of July if you're in the States. Other than that, happy Monday to you. Take care of yourselves. Thank you.